Today's episode is sponsored and engineered by Daniel Adama Productions. Daniel Adama is available for anything music production, audio recording, video production, band group picks, live concert picks. He's got a PA available for doing small shows. He's got in-ear monitoring systems and everything you need for a great production. He designed my podcast setup and I love it. And he could build you a podcast system too. Daniel Adama takes enormous pride in his work and he's got a passion for great music production. Contact Daniel and get your video made, get your band pictures done, and take your stage production to the next level. Message Daniel Adama on Facebook Messenger or message him on Instagram at Daniel78336. Don't wait, it's time to create. Contact Daniel Adama Productions today and tell him that Tony Gomez sent you. Hey, what's up, my grinders? Welcome to the show. On today's episode, I interview Texas extreme metal axe slinger Mike DeLeon, new guitarist for Soulfly and also for Philip Anselmo and the Illegals, Flesh Hoarders, and Disfigured. I was fortunate to catch Mike before he starts the Soulfly Totem Tour, and we had a great conversation about his first concerts, his first bands, and Zero's Hard Rock Bar here in Corpus Christi, Texas. Shout out to the Siebert Brothers for having the Corpus Christi Underground fuck shit up at Zero's for years, and special thanks to my man Mark Siebert. And Mike shares some exclusive stories on this episode, like when Mike went to rehearse with Pantera for this reunion tour because Zach Wilde couldn't make it, and we also talked about rehearsing with Max and Zion in Arizona for this tour. And we also did a kick-ass segment of Draw the Line. And you know, it felt like I'd known Mike for years. And you know, I, I also want to jam with Mike, I, I must admit. So I want to jam with Mike doing some M.O.D. songs like Aren't You Hungry and Hate Tank and throw down some Pantera songs like Strength Beyond Strength and War Nerve. And then we got to hit some prophecy and jump the fuck up from Soulfly. That would be living the dream for me. So let's get to my interview with guitarist for Soulfly, Mike DeLeon. I hope you enjoy it. And it's time to fire it up. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Texas Extreme Metal Master, guitarist, Metal Mike DeLeon. How you doing today, Mike? What's up, you guys? Doing good, man. Been a, been a busy busy month for the last the last month been uh cramming these uh soulfly songs for the soulfly tour and uh snuck in a a honeymoon with the wife and now it's back to the grind and uh getting back at it so it's been a it's been a busy month man and i'm stoked to be here especially with some texas family so it's good to be being in the house man Man, it's such a pleasure to have you here, Mike. Mike, uh, born and raised in San San Marcos, right? San Marcos cat right here, man. Born and raised. Uh, traveled the I world. I love that area, Texas. But I always, I always love coming back to my hometown. It's it's a real chill city. We got the college and everything. My mom and my dad and all my yeah. family are right here. So it's uh, you know, it's it's good to it's good to travel and then come back and be you know back where the you know back where it all began, man. 
I know exactly what you mean. It's great to go out there and, and hit the road and, and enjoy the traveling and, and uh, hitting the different stages and playing to thousands of people. But it feels so good when you just get back home. And, you know, you got kids, Mike? Yes, I have uh, a few kids. I got two boys and I got a, yeah. and a, a, I got a couple of girls as well. What? Man, that is so awesome, man. You are so rich. That is so awesome, bro. You know, I've got a, a daughter and son myself. Okay, awesome. I, I love to hear it. Uh, honestly, when I'm on the road, you know, it, yeah. when you're talking to all your friends now, it's, you know, half of it is gear talk. We talk about what you're using, what I'm using, you know, and then yeah. the other half is just like family, kids, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's such a good time, and uh, you know it's it's good to good yeah. to hear all the stories and everything. I know what you mean. It's never easy when you got to leave to to go to work and, and be on the road like that and be away from them. But uh, you know, it's it's a sacrifice on both ends. They got to do without dad being there for a while, and and you got to be without the family being there. But you know, uh, rock and roll. No one ever said it was going to be easy, and there's always a sacrifice when you're doing something you love. But it's only coming at intervals. It sounds like you've uh, been very good and in, 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 uh, as far as keeping yourself uh, grounded here, uh, here in Texas and going around the world whenever necessary. So let me get started with some questions for you today, bro. Let's you know, do it, man. Uh, last time I saw you here, I think it was it was over at Zero's Hard Rock Bar. And I believe you and your brother Jacob were jamming with M.O.D., right? Oh, man. Uh Let's talk about zeros real quick. So much history. All right. Corpus Christi, Texas, man. Much love for that city. I've been playing in that town, you know, in that part of Texas for many, many years. And zeros is always, was always, you know, the place to play. You know, it was right there in your face. Yeah. You got to jam and then walk off and just hang with everybody. It was always a, a lot of good memories there. Right. Uh, my brother Jacob was oh. never in uh, MOD with me, but my brother oh, Mike. Shit. Yeah, my brother Mike Ariano, uh, who's in a bunch of awesome bands, Mike Fury. He was in MOD with me, and he was jamming. He was there with me that night, uh, backing up Billy and uh, there, there at Zeros. But uh, yeah, that was a uh, a very memorable right. show. I still, I still remember it like. It was last week, man. So, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot. <laughs> I know of what you mean, man. For sure, man. A lot, yeah, man. You know, I just love your presence. Thank you so much. And, and, and Micah, you, your presence on stage is thrashing and getting into the into all the jams. It's it's so sincere and it's just it's it's so it's 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 right in your face. And it's the kind of shit that I love to go see whenever I see somebody shredding on guitar. Uh, that's gets me pumped up and gets me fired up and wants me and gets my heart wanting to get in the freaking mosh pit and, uh, and do my go around. Now that I'm 52, I haven't said I've, 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 uh, came out, I've, uh, entered mosh pit retirement, but it's the right situation. Hell, you know, uh, you gotta throw down, you gotta throw down. And it's always, you know, the music just gets you by the balls. And, uh, when it gets me, it gets me and I just don't hold back. Okay. All right. I want to ask you, was there a particular band or maybe a, a, a specific guitar player that got you, you know, inspired to start shredding on the guitar? Man, music entered my life at a really early age. I got to say, um, three years old, I was already picking up the guitar, really getting into the music and uh, 
just just really into the vibe of of live music and 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 all that. But the guitar player that really set it off for me was a guitar player by the name of CC Deville from a band Poison. Yeah. And uh yes. Just watching the videos, you know, as a kid and seeing the licks and the shreds, you know, coming from CC of all guys, man. I'm just he was the guy for me that really I wanted to play guitar after watching, you know, him. And that was you know a young dude and then from there it was like you know, my dad was showing me Carlos Santana and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, like uh, Joe Perry from Aerosmith, you know, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, yes. you know. And then as, oh, as, yeah. then as I got older, you know, it was Dimebag Daryl, Eddie Van Halen. Oh, Eddie, man, the king. And uh, just just so many awesome guitar players. But to begin my in my journey, I started with poison and i jammed out with cc man and my dad was taking me to concerts all the time as uh as a kid so i got to see a bunch of awesome guitar players and uh but but cc you know was the one for me and then so on and so on like i said carlos santana kind of bringing that latin vibe that that real cool yeah uh, you know uh different vibe even some uh, uh david gilmore from pink floyd you know just that influence of uh, re being really particular about what notes you play, all that was, I was just, yeah. just really taking all that in, you know, at a young age and uh, just, just trying to, trying to get that foundation, man. Yes. Very well-rounded right there. You, you got so many different great talented musicians right there that, that, uh, that started influencing you at such an early age. Wow, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. And I love all of those artists right there. Yeah. like So let me ask you, Go ahead. No, no, like I, uh, like I said, each oh. one, each one is just their own, their own, you know, you know, I identity in guitar playing. So for me, just picking up little bits and pieces of all these awesome players, you know, and then being Texas and hearing that twang at a at a Dimebag Daryl, man, that was you know, yeah, really, really letting the uh, setting that groove, you know, that metal groove, man, right there for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. Which was your first band? I know you had Disfigured going for a long time, man, but was there a band that, that you had going before Disfigured? So I had my very first band. This is actually a good question. Nobody ever, ever asked this question. It's a good one. The first band right. I ever jammed in, we were called Judgment. And it was me and my, yeah. uh, me and my brother and uh, my friend Eric. And we were kids but we had a band and we had uh, a couple of original songs and uh, they were they were not good. But we we definitely <laughs> had, a, you know, we had a thing going. We had a little groove going and, and, and making some music. And that was the first band I was in. My friend Robert was in the band as well. And then uh, from there, I, I was in another band, my high school band. And we were called Scapegoat. And we did a bunch of like... Metal covers at the time, like Fear Factory, we were doing some Slipknot, you know, we were doing yeah. a little bit of uh, everything that was going on around us, some Pantera, you know, and uh, yeah. and then from there, Disfigured was my next band, and that was more of my, we took it real serious, and we got to make some albums, and we went and traveled, and, you know, we played the Texas circuit, and, you know, really, really got to... Uh, 
get our feet wet, you know, around uh, the scene, yeah. you know, with uh, Disfigured. And then, you know, a bunch of other bands from there. But taking it back, band number one, man, Judgment, old school, old school band. Yeah. Man, but, but Disfigured. How old were you? Oh, man, I must have been, uh, whew, that's a good question, 13, 14? Yeah, 13 yeah, or 14. That's about when I got started. Yeah, awesome. man, that, but I got started on drums. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, it was a... It was a punk band, and uh, one thing just led to another, and I ended up landing on vocals. And uh, but at thirteen, man, by then I had already, you know, fell in love with some with with metal and and hard rock, and I just knew that I just wanted to fucking I want to be a rock star, man. Want to jam? And I was gonna start grinding in the garage, and uh, just like you, um, going from one band to the next, and just kind of learning as I went, and uh, keep growing, and uh, just keep keep the grind going. That's that's but, what I, I still say that just. Just keep grinding, you know, that's, yeah. it's it's just in you, that, you know, you, you just, you don't want to stop, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ever stop. I just want to keep jamming. My, uh, in, my yeah. father-in-law in particular, he's like 72, 73, and he is an awesome studio jazz musician who plays in a, a couple of really to, uh, big Tejano bands, legendary bands here in the Texas scene. So... I look at yeah. him and I just, it just gives me inspiration to see him. You know, he's still on stage and he's still playing in front of, you know, a lot of people. So it just gives me the, the drive to, to, to just want to keep jamming, you know, take care of yourself, stay healthy and just keep the grind going. Like you said, man, just stay on the grind. It's all, that's all I know. And, uh, you know, you know, family and everything else, but jamming is is something that I'll always, you know, always going to do, man. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. You know, if being away from the stage or being away from just the rehearsal room for so long really just gets you itching and almost just uh, uh, makes you feel incomplete. At least I feel like that whenever I've been, you know, been out of the uh, been out of the the rehearsal room and I haven't had a chance to release it. You know, uh, I get a little stir crazy. I know, so, uh, I know, know what you mean. <laughs> I got my little jam right. room in, behind my home, and that's like my little, you know, getaway to to clear my mind and just dwell yeah. in, dwell into music. And uh, leading up to this, you know, to every gig that I do, I just go into into my room, smoke a little weed, and just just get right into the jams, man. And honestly, yeah. I just focus. Focus on the notes and focus on the riffs and uh, learn, learn, and just always push myself to be a better guitar player and uh, just, you know, want to jam. And like you said, on stage, just go up there and give it my all. And, and, and at the same time, have a lot of fun doing it. Smile and yeah. enjoy, enjoy that moment, you know, that you're feeling, that I'm feeling, that we're all feeling, you know, it's... Uh, Yes. It's a special thing, man, and uh, especially yeah. with metal music, you know, it's it's a very special thing. So, you know, I'm just just want to just keep jamming, man, and 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 uh, get out there and have a, you know a lot of fun and fucking rip, man. You know, good stuff. That's right, exactly. You know, it, you, it's it's been such an amazing ride so far for you already, man. And the future just keeps it's it, it seems like there's no end in sight. And uh, that's the beauty beauty of it, it because you know that you know your diehard is going to come, and so it's just a matter of uh, 
time. It's just a matter of time. And, and things always kind of fell into place, it seems like, for you, man, with, with all your determination, you know, uh, from, one fig, from one band to the next and just getting better and, and making a name for yourself and, and the notoriety that, that came with all the grinding uh, here in the States and, and getting out there. It, the determination and all, the, all that hard work is paying off, man, big time. It's, man, it's, it's, it's crazy to talk about it, honestly. I, uh, <laughs> it really, yeah. really is, you know, I, I can't believe it at times, the, the, as far as I have gone, you know, I was, I've always been, yeah. you know, like a Texas cat. I always just keep it, you know, keep it cool and, uh, try to keep, you know, keep it, you know, as humble as possible with everybody, you know, we're, yes. you know, we're, we're all together, right. you know, we're all together in this together. So it's, we're all, you know, just hanging out, but to be able to go from jamming, you know, from zeros, let's talk about it like that, to be able to go to zeros yeah. and then to play Lucy's here in San Marcos and then to go to San Antonio and play Bonds, woo, representing my homies at Bonds, and then to go yeah, over to the back, on. you know, the back room in in Austin, Texas, yeah. and then Washington, Walters in Houston, and then Dallas at Reno, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then El Paso. I can just keep on going with all the Texas love, but then to go from there right. to like to be able to play in like say Australia or to play in yeah. in Japan or to jam out in uh, South America. You know, it's, it's you know, yeah. it's, it's just something that uh, you just got to go out. And it, like I say, personally, I just like to go out and represent Texas and all my friends yeah. and all my buddies. You know, I'm out there jamming and trying to rip and for for all for everybody back, you know, back home. And I tell everybody that, you know, anytime I'm out there, I try to I'm trying yeah. to represent all my all my, you know, all my homies, man, back here. I'm just out there trying to to bring it to the big stage and 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 to and yeah. to spread the the love across the world, man. And you know, with the, with the illegals, we got to play like Madison Square Garden. And you know what? Hell yeah! It was just you know, just the experience of of being on that stage. And like I said, taking it back to all the stages in between from here and there. It's nothing but appreciation and it's nothing but yes you know uh from the heart it's it's just me you know like i said it's just me going out and ripping as fucking heavy as i absolutely yeah. can you know and bringing yeah. that, that that chug but at the same time <laughs> doing it for everybody you know doing it for all my family friends yeah and, you know for everybody so it's it's a it's a honestly it's a a dream come true, man. And, and, and I, like I said, don't want to stop. I just want to keep jamming and to be able to do it with all these, with all these great musicians that have laid the foundation yes. for us. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's an honor and, a you know, just a dream come true. And just, and I'm just trying to have as much fun as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. And, and you deserve it, man. All the hard work, that's it pays off when you can have fun, you can hit the stage, and you're able to collaborate with all these great musicians that are that feel the same way you do and have finally, you know, your paths have finally crossed. The the dream is a reality, and you guys are all living the dream together. You know? So uh 
Yeah, me being a, a huge Pantera fan, I'm actually a singer for a Pantera tribute band here in Corpus called Vulgar Display of Power. Fuck and, yeah. uh I got to add, yeah, man, I love pet fucking Pantera. So, you know, when you guys during COVID had the the live stream, uh, feeling the illegals, man, I was just like, I need, I need my fix of Phil. So that, so you guys doing that was just like, yeah, man, seeing you guys kill it was fucking awesome. Man, but I got to ask you, how did it come? Up? Go ahead. No, you go, go ahead. I got to ask you, did Philip hit you up for the position in there? Or, or how did the auditioning thing go with you get into the gig with the illegals? Good question, man. Um, landing that gig, I was jamming with MOD. I was out with, uh, with Billy Milano, and we were doing all the SOD stuff. So that was, you know, a stepping Whoa. stone in the metal world, especially playing those SOD, MOD songs. It was crunch. Yeah. And, it, and honestly, Fuck it was... Yeah was already starting to lay the foundation in the hands, honestly, that because it was just getting better and getting practice in this and learning that it, it, it really helped me along the way. So we were in, in Germany, I believe, and MOD played with the illegals. And, um, one thing led to another, you know, there's a lot of little details, but one thing led to another. And, um, they were looking for a new guy, and uh, I happened to be working at a fast food joint here in San Marcos, and I remember getting the phone call, uh-huh. and this is a true story, <laughs> man, and I was working on the line at work, and it was it was from my brother Steve, from uh, Steven Taylor from The Illegals, and he was asking if I was interested in coming and wow. jamming out with Philip and the guys in New Orleans, yeah. and I remember like holding the phone, but like putting it up in the air and just like freaking out, like, <laughs> freaking yeah. out it was so it was a yes. it was a trip and though and then putting the phone Fuck back yeah. and as pay you know as easily as i could be like yes i i definitely want to <laughs> come out and jam with you guys and then i remember a week later yeah. i was uh a week or a week or so later uh we were out in new orleans and you know it just one thing you know led to another and you know it, it was I don't want to say it was an audition. It was just kind of us jamming. I just kind of went in the yeah. room and we just started working on new illegals music and it just became oh, glue. Yeah. It just became us gluing to each other. We became a brotherhood of guys and um, it just went from there. Oh, yeah. And then we wrote an album. We put the album out. We did the, the a music video and then, yeah, I saw and, you guys the music video, dude. That kicks ass. Yes, it was. Video, it, that guys. was that was awesome. <laughs> and then one thing led to another, and we ended up doing the Pantera material, and uh, that was just another uh, part of life that was just a really, yeah. really big uh, wake up call. You know, having to take yes. on that responsibility yes i mean it it was you know to be in detail it was a whole new ball game you know we go from one mindset of the illegals and then it's like flipping a switch and now we're going to pantera so now it's you know a real serious situation so it took us about yeah if you talk about the live stream and i've never ever talked about the live stream in any podcast so this is the first time I'm gonna, you know, get kind of get into the pot to the live stream. Um, Great, it's just pretty awesome to talk about because that's stirring up some yeah cool memories I haven't really thought about in a good while. Great, bro. But 
But leading up to that live stream, I mean, it was years and years, and I mean about three or four years, you know, of really researching and and those riffs and those notes and those bends and those guitar solos. Gosh, it was so many, so many notes. And, you know, we just got better and better. (laughs) We did the Slayer tour and that was, that was a trip, you know, like we got to play the The final tour with Slayer. It was, you know, another dream come true. And that, that is yeah. a whole another podcast. We can just talk about that. Just just the Slayer that tour. That Slayer tour. <laughs> <laughs> just how we awesome. gotta do that one day. All right. Yes, because it was ministry <laughs> and primus and it was a month. It was yeah. so so amazing. The stories and and everything on that Slayer run. But we were doing the Pantera set in front of Slayer. And then we did it live yeah. on the live stream. I mean, honestly. It was a lot, a lot of work. And that Slayer tour, and I'm being 100% honest with you, from 1 to 10, we were probably a 7. You know, we were like a 7. Okay. Everybody said we were killing, which was, you know, we yeah. appreciate. But as I look back on it, as we got to the uh, the live stream, now we were a 9 or a 10 because we were, we were bringing yeah. the fire on that live stream and then we did a couple of gigs after that the final the final illegals gigs doing the pantera and that's something that i've never talked about we did two shows here in the in texas we did uh san antonio sold the fuck out in at the vibe center amazing it was amazing and then we did the final illegals doing pantera set man i've I said this is such an emotional talk right here for me we did that in dallas texas and that was it we didn't know at the time but things were just moving forward for philip which is totally great because now the fans get to see it on an even bigger level you know so i'm showing my appreciation to the fullest because it's with zach charlie rex and phil and it's just a lot of fun for the guys they're they're really paying homage to the tunes and, you know, good for all the fans of the world who get to hear the, who get to hear those, you know, songs again, you know, with, with Philip yeah. and he, you know, his voice is in top form right now. And, you know, Hell late, yes. late, sounds late, great. Uh, it sounds great. So, and, and, and to get yeah. into that, you know, this is something else I've never talked about. I was in Holland doing the Bay area thing, which was awesome last year paying tribute to the Bay area. And when I got the phone call to come help out do the, um, very first, this was such an emo- a monumental metal moment when it was the first Pantera rehearsal, they called and said, Hey, Zach is unable to make a uh, rehearsal. Number one, <laughs> yeah. can you come in and, and help out? Hey. And, and I was in yeah. Europe and I was just, I had just, I mean, no one knows this, but I mean, 30 minutes. I had just got off stage playing to this huge crowd. It was such an emotional moment then to walk into my hotel room and I got the call and they were like, we need you in two weeks to do the, uh, 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 you know, this Pantera rehearsal. So I got my shit together once again and yeah. jumped right back in, in Pantera mode, learning, learning more than I already had. And, um, <laughs> stepping into yeah. a room with charlie benante my brother Holy rex Brown, 
my brother Charlie Bernard, yeah. Rex, and my brother Philip. It was, it was, it was something, man. You know, I, I yeah. was in the room with these players, and these are players that are players. You know, these are yes. our icons in the metal world. To best me, best of the best, the best of the best, and and here I am, this Texas cat, you know, from San Marcos, man, stepping in a room, <laughs> Hell with, yeah. you know, with these dudes and. We went at it. We went at it. It was awesome. Oh, hell so yeah. it, it was a no holes barred five or six days of just Pantera. And it was just helping the guys break the ice. Zach was, you know, yeah. Zach, you know, Zach's doing the thing. But but to be the to, to be there helping out, you know, like I said, this is something I've this is the first time I've ever talked about this, you know. To to yeah. be there, you know, and it, it was it was honestly awesome. It was awesome, man. It was a lot of fun, and it was. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I was nervous, but at the same time, I wanted everyone to feel at peace. I wanted them to be able to be like as easy going as possible, and again, as fun as I could make it, and bring back that old vibe, you know, the old Pantera vibe, because that yes. was always a part of the of the history of that band. So, you know, I could go on and on and talk to you, but it was, you know, <laughs> to, to, to be a part of that was, was super, like I said, never talked about it. So it was cool. And, uh, you know, now they're doing their thing and much love to, to my big brother, Philip and, um, to, uh, to my brother Rex and to Charlie, you know, that everybody's doing their thing. Yeah. It's great. They're, you know, about to do a tour with Metallica. And I, I just like everyone else out there, I'm excited to be out in the pit and uh, to rage and to sing the songs with uh, with with everyone else, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be good, man. And and until then, jamming with Soulfly, you know what? What? It's just you know, <laughs> I can yeah. absolutely believe it. Just you know, I could. It's a dream come true to to go yeah. from the Pantera thing to step into the the tribe of Soulfly yes. is some more big shoes to fill. It's some more big shoes to fill stepping in, you know, in that boat. But um, I'm going to fucking do my best and I'm going to bring, as Max would say, the metal. We're trying to bring the metal and, and he's yes. of it. And, and it's going to be really good. It seems like we have an awesome show in store a lot to choose from because the, the history of Soulfly is such um, a wide range. If you delve into the history of the band, there's a lot, you know, the band has been around almost, almost 30 years, if, if not more, almost, no, no, years. almost 30 yeah. years, almost 30 years already, Yeah, you know, a little, a little shy. And uh, so there's a lot to, to take in and uh, it's been great. I had a, a, a rehearsal, with Max uh, Cavalera and Zion Cavalera, father and son, uh, a little yeah. jam sesh last week. I flew out to Arizona, and I stood in a room with Max, and he was like a foot from me. He was standing next to me, and we're jamming. Yeah, we're jamming these riffs. We started playing a little bit of Max's career. I don't want to give too much away, but we jammed a little bit of this, <laughs> you know, a little bit of this, a little yeah. bit of that. And, um, it was, you know, it's, it is a dream come true to be here now and 
to come this far. You know, like I said, I just want to say thanks, you know, to everybody. Keep it grounded. Let's hang out. Let's burn. Let's let's uh, let's all stay healthy. But let's enjoy. Yeah. Let's enjoy the metal and let's enjoy it together. So to be doing it with Soulfly is just gonna is like I said is a dream come true, and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show, man. I can't I can't wait. I can't wait for everyone to see what we got in store, man. Oh yes, it's gonna be freaking amazing. You know, taking it back just a little bit, um, you getting the uh, the call to go in there and 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 fill in for Zach while they're while they're doing the rehearsals and getting ready, man. Yeah, you, you, you you're called because you're professional. Your your name is it has so much credibility already, and you know, uh, I'm sure Phil was the first one to say, "Hey, we just got to call Mike. Let me call Mike." You know, it's a done deal. And uh, it's because uh, all your hard work, man, and your humbleness, and and, and you're just—I could tell you're just such a great soul to want to be hanging around with. And uh, you know, I—I uh, I feel the—I feel that metal vibe, dude. I feel like we're metal brothers, like you know, like uh, kinfolk already. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so you get into the mix with Rex and 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 you know, and and Charlie and and Phil in the room there. It, it's definitely a dream come true, man. I just—I feel like. Like, uh, you're living the dream for me, man, because, uh, I love the fact that you get out there and you represent Texas and, uh, I'm so proud of, of you, uh, out there representing, you know, our heritage, but especially re representing you and all the hard work that you've done. And, uh, it, it, it's incredible, man. So, you know, getting, getting to the, to you joining Soulfly, man, I got, I got to hit you up about, about that, um, now that you're going to be on the, on, on the stage with Max tearing it up, you know, last time I saw uh, Soulfly was here uh, just last year at the House of Rock and they had Dino on the stage with them. And uh, you used to do Dino covers, you know, Fear Factory back in the day. So uh, we both love the Riff Beast, man. Dino is such great people. I saw him back here with Asesino, uh, with, oh, with yeah. Tony Campos and, and, and Miguel over here at Boozers not too long ago. And, uh, you know, I, I can see how... Uh, all these guys are just great people, man, uh, along with you. And and so you joining the Soulfly tribe right now. Um, I'm really hoping that it turns into a permanent gig for you, man, because it, it's uh, uh, but at the same time, I remember I was checking out the uh, the Max Tracks uh, interview and uh, he, he, you know, Max just came out. Hey, I talked to Phil and, and Phil's going to let me borrow you for a little while. I thought that was really, really cool that that, uh, you know, he, he's asked for Phil's graces, you know, that to uh, to have you join him in the band for a little while. And uh, I thought that was really cool. And to see you guys sitting on the couch, just going through, you know, song after song, uh, you know, off the totem. And it was just, man, dude, so freaking exciting just to uh, to know that that you're going to be bringing it with Max on stage now. Next time I see you, uh, God willing, I'm looking to uh, make it over there to uh, the San Antonio show. I think it's February 3rd. And uh, it's not long before the show kicks off. I think it's uh, January 25th. Is that right? Like week from Wednesday? Yes, it, it, it kicks off next Wednesday, January 25th, if I'm not mistaken, in Tucson, Arizona. We're going to the San Antonio yeah. show on February the 3rd. That is actually my birthday, so I want to rage oh, so hard that night. I know you are. And I'm not talking yeah. about drinking. I'm talking about jamming and bringing... Jamming, bringing, that's right. Bringing that... Uh, <laughs> The chugs and the and the and the riffs and the groove, man, and just having 
a good time that night right there. The yeah. whole tour. Like Max says, it, it seems like it might be these next nine weeks. I personally am hoping it's going a lot further than just these next nine weeks. I want to keep, yeah. keep on jamming. I'm, I want to stay busy. And I want to bring a lot of positivity to the, to the stage and, and to the vibes. So I'm hoping it goes a longer than, than these, you know, than this tour. I hope we, yeah. get, you know, we get to keep on jamming into the future. I know Philip is going to be busy for the foreseeable future. And when the time is right, you know, me and, and me and him will get back together and, uh, we'll be do we definitely are going to be doing some jamming, man. Nothing but love for my big brother, Philip, but he is going to be busy doing Pantera for the next couple of yeah. years. So I'm stoked on that. Okay. With that being yeah. open, I'm hoping to be jamming with Soulfly, you know, a lot longer than just nine weeks. You know, I'm looking to stay busy and to do it with Soulfly for a while would be something I think the fans would love to see to have Mike Leon yeah. on bass and Mike Deleon and then the, and then the Cavaleras together. It's just going to be a force. So I really hope to keep oh, that yes. force rolling, man. And, uh, to, to, to keep the jams going, you know, let's just keep jamming, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how things pan out, but, um, I'm just looking to stay, you know, to stay busy and to be jamming with Soulfly again is a dream. Absolutely come true. Hell yes, man. So thinking about the set that you're going to be throwing down in Soulfly, what are three of your favorite songs that you're finally glad that you're going to be able to play on stage with Max? Okay, I don't want to give too much of the set away. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give get you it. two songs. I'll give you two Killer. songs. Killer, I'll okay. take it. Um, so I just learned this new, not a new song, it's an old Soulfly song, but it's new to me. It's a song called Seek and Strike. I, it's a yes. ripping, ripping tune, really upbeat, fucking ripping song. So Seek and Strike. Yeah. And let's take it back old school and go back to the primitive. You know? Oh, shit. Just, just, yeah. it's just a, a, you know, it's a classic song. It's a classic tune. It takes me back to being a yeah. kid, you know, back in high school with my buddies, jamming out, you know, uh, hanging out in my old El Camino, man, cruising around <laughs> here in town and listening to Soulfly. So, you know, back to the primitive. And seek and strike, man. I want to see some pit action out there when we're uh, jamming on these tunes, man. It's going to be great. Oh, man. Definitely. There's going to be some sickness going on out there. Holy shit. You know, I uh, last time I saw Soulfly over here on the big stage, and I know they were throwing down seek and strike was when they were opening with, uh, I believe it's uh, God Hates Us All Slayer Tour. Oh, it was sick. Um, how cool is that did you catch that one yes i know right super yes. fucking cool I saw man that. i saw it in san antonio yes. hell yeah yes yeah. you know um uh, thinking is let's 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 stray to something else that me and you are big fans of concerts all right so you living in san marcus you get the best of both worlds because you know me and corpus i gotta go i gotta start at the bottom and work my way up to the top but you right in the middle between san antonio and austin there's Almost every freaking band that goes out is going to hit one of those two spots right there. So you've been able to capitalize and be able to see all kinds of fucking bands. So thinking about that, 
what's well, let me take it from the from the start. What was the what was the first concert you went to, and what was your favorite concert, and what's the last one you went to? Give me those three. Okay, first concert I ever went to was Steve uh, Stevie Wonder. Holy shit, Stevie! <laughs> I was four years old. I was trying to think of. Think of it, Steve. Nineteen eighty-six. I think is. I looked it up a couple of years ago. It was nineteen eighty-six. I know the year was eighty-six because I was four. But I think it was April, and my pops and my mom took me to see uh, Stevie Wonder, and it was absolutely Badass. amazing. And that same year, December of nineteen eighty-six, my mom and dad took me to see um, David Lee Roth with Cinderella and he had Steve Vai on guitar and Billy Sheehan on bass and Greg Bissonette on the drums and then David Lee oh, Roth. I was four and just like I said, just eating all this up. Uh, favorite concert yes. of all time. That's a hard one, but I'm going to go with the final Slayer concert. November 30th, Holy 2019. Shit. Standing side stage, like right off to the stage looking 10 feet up and my brother Kerry was ripping my brother Tom, yeah. Gary and Paul and it was the final Slayer concert wow. I have to put the horns in there for that because that was my probably yes. favorite concert ever you know to, to be a part of that and we played that night you know it's even more you crazy were there that night on the bill you know? that's right dude yeah we played that <laughs> night it's, it's, it's absolutely mind blowing to me to think about things like that. It's just, it's, it's crazy to think about last concert I went to. Hmm. All right. That's a good one. I just went and saw, um, my friend, Chris, who's out with the other half of the, uh, of the show hooked, hooked, hooked me up. And I got to see the trans Siberian orchestra right at Christmas oh, time. Amazing concert. Wow. Really cool. Lots of shred guitar players were on it, man. And, um, that was probably the last concert, I've, if I'm not mistaken, that I went to. So good show. Highly recommended, man. Damn, man. That is awesome. I've always wanted to catch that, man. I love Christmas music and I love metal. So combining those two together, oh, oh man, I can't wait to be able to catch that act, man. That's going to be awesome. Yes. So it's let me it's get into something wonderful. else over here. Go ahead. So thinking about that. Well, going into a, the next thing I want to get into, I do a little thing called, it's a segment called Draw the Line. And I'm going to be asking you some questions. And you just tell me, uh, we're going to draw the line around down, right down the middle. And you tell me who you like better. We're going to be talking about singers, bands, and we'll see what else we come up with. All Let's right? do it. Let's do so it. So getting started with, with Draw the Line, I'm going to start with a couple of vocalists, two grinders. Who do you prefer, Chris Barnes or George Corpse Grinder Fisher? Dude, that's a good question right there. Such a tough one because I love them both. Yeah. I love them both, man. God damn it. I'm going to have to go with my big brother, George Corpse Grinder Fisher. A lot of love for my yeah. – for, for, a lot of love for George. Sick vocalist, demands the stage, and he does not play around, man. So let's go with, uh, let's go with Corpse Grinder. That's a, for sure on that one. 
Hell yeah, Corpse Grinder, the neck, right? You know, I, I got to tell you, I, I did have a chance to meet Corpse Grinder. My bad, Kilomora opened the 2005 Sounds of the Underground Tour over here in, at Concrete Street, and and Cannibal Corpse was on there, and I got to hang out with George in the back while he's barbecuing, and, and we're doing the the father the father uh, the father chat. You know, when we're talking about our kids, shit we do back home, and what we're gonna do when we get back home, and and just a great sincere guy. Super fucking cool, man. Super, Super cool, cool cat. So, and George Corpse Grinder, man. Go yes. Next one, two big, the biggest dogs probably besides our brother Tom Mariah right there. And I'm talking about who's it going to be, James Hetfield or Dave Mustaine? Dude, these are good questions. Uh, <laughs> we love them all. You know what I mean? We're not playing favorites. We love them all. But... We got to, I, I want to, you know, we're going to draw the line. Who's it going to be? Man, let's go with the hand and we're going to go with James Hetfield. <laughs> we're going to go with the hand, yeah. James Hetfield, plus right. the songwriting, but equally Dave Mustaine, man, that's where Thrash started, but let's go with James. Yeah. Got you, man. Hell yeah. Love them both, but we're going to go with James. Next one, our man, Glenn Benton. Which band do you prefer, Deicide or Vital Remains? Deicide. Just killer, man. Once Upon the Christ, that old school. Oh, man. Uh, Dead by Dawn. Never. There you go. That's right. Yeah. 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 Supporting the underground <laughs> always, Deicide. I'm sure I'm sure either Disfigured or Flesh Hoarder is already jammed with Deicide. Is that right? Yeah, we uh, both bands have jammed with Deicide on a few occasions, man. And uh, I got to jam with Deicide at Hellfest a few years ago with the Illegals. And we were in France and Deicide was in the house also, man. So definitely Deicide. I got love for Vital Remains. No doubt. My big brother, Tony, man. Tony, if you're watching, love you, brother. But... Shout out. That's yes. right. Hell yeah. But do your side on this one. Got you, man. Well, I know, um, like you said, you got a birthday coming up. And if I'm correct, you're going to be hitting 4 0, right? I'll be hitting 4 1. 4 1. Okay. Yes. Well, my point is that that you you got to enjoy a lot of the 90s right there. So a lot of the 90s metal. So here's a couple of big dogs in the 90s metal. You prefer Slipknot or Mudvayne? Let's go with Slipknot. Aha, all right, all right. That, I love that's both a pretty bands, easy man. One for me. And that's an easy one for you. Okay, kick ass. Well, you know, uh, people equal shit. And I like that. The, I've always liked that phrase. And I, uh, uh, let's move on. Real quick, I, I yeah. wanna, I wanna, let's talk about that real fast. Mudvayne. Okay. A lot of love for those guys. Classic albums. Some of those albums, LD50, really, like they'll take me back, man. Like certain little points of my life where I was really hard into Mudvayne, you know. But yeah, I want to talk about Slipknot real quick. My son Atlas Great. and my son Iomi, huge Slipknot I love fans. Those names, yes, yeah, yeah. My boys, um, they love Slipknot from head to toe. It's their favorite band. So. <laughs> So they really hit the heart because they're a Bond band. Me and my boys and even my wife, we all 
jam Slipknot together as a family because my boys love them so much. So that's a, 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 a band that means a lot to my family in particular because my little boys love them so much. We could throw some Slipknot on. I could throw up the, the horns and jam along and, and look over and they're jamming just as hard, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. you know, and they know more facts about the band than I probably do. So let's definitely go with Slipknot. But like I said, real quick, Mudvayne, a lot of love. They bring back a lot of good memories and, you know, great, great albums. So, but Slipknot for that one, for sure. Got you, man. Hell yeah. Mike, one thing we haven't really got into, hardcore. Did you have a, do you, do you, do you like that kind of New York style hardcore? Because the next question is kind of a, a couple of heavy hitters from there. You yes, you know, stuff? that's a, that's a good question, brother. Uh, no one's ever asked me that before, you know. All types of music I've talked about that I've dwelled into in my life. But hardcore music, I got to say, I got some love for some hardcore, man. There's a a lot of very good, you know, bands out of the New York area. And that scene, yeah. much respect. I mean, God, it's, it's a big brotherhood up there, man. And they all stick together and they look out for one another. And, you know... You got to respect that, you know, and the music speaks for itself. So you got bands like Sick of It All. You got bands like, um, yeah. Oh, man, like Ringworm, you know. Oh, uh, yes. Um, I could keep on going. This, we could keep going. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But yes, I got some well, love. So, so what bands you got? The two bands I'm talking about. Or a couple of the, I kind of, one of them's definitely already goes by the title of Godfather of, of, of New York Hardcore, and that's Agnostic Front. And the other one is the Almighty Cro-Mags. Man, you this is, these are good. These are really good, man. You got like the kings, <laughs> the kings on both yes, sides. These guys are hard. But you know what? I'm going to go with Agnostic Front on this one right there. They just, oh, they, shit. they just have more. I don't want to say of an influence, but more of a, they just keep on going. They don't stop. They just, you know, I, I, yeah. I see them often, you know, they still tour, you know, so, and, and, and they always bring it, you know, that band. So let's go with agnostic front AF all the way. Excellent. Excellent, man. I love both of them. Like you said, we can't go wrong with either of them, but you, you pick, you brought up a perfect point. You know, when it comes to agnostic front, those guys have been grinding, you know, uh, Roger Merritt, Vinny Stigma. Uh, they've had, you know, other guys kind of come and go in the group, but they're all, like you said, it, it's a brotherhood. So they've kind of exchanged members throughout the years. Um, like same with sick of it all, you know, with that package that went through, you know, uh, the States last year was sick of it all on agnostic front that fucking kicked ass. That was a great package. Uh, yep. New York hardcore at its finest coming to your your local hometown. So uh loved it. But I've i always loved New York hardcore. Um uh, love bands like Killing Time, uh Slapshot, um other bands up there, and they it's got that that scene and, and it's got that you got bands like Biohazard. I was just like gonna Apple say Negative. Biohazard, man. That was right. That Life was of Agony, for instance. Yep, yeah, Life of oh, Agony. Biohazard, holy shit. And, and, yeah, Biohazard is 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 a beast. And like, not really from New York, and I'm not really lumping them so much into the hardcore category. Uh, category, but another band that had a lot of influence, I think, in the hardcore scene, but slowed things down a little more, 
was the almighty crowbar from New Orleans. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's right. It was like those, it was that hardcore feel, but it was slowed down and sludgy. So they did their own thing, but they, they still had yes. an influence. They could jump on the package right there with sick of it all or right there with biohazard. You could have crowbar right in the mix, you know? So, and I have a lot of love for, for those guys, all good friends, but the music from crowbar back to the nineties was always, was always stood the test of time, man. Riffs on riffs, brother. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. I love crowbar. Love Kirk. Love Kirk, uh, son of a gun. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, of Jasta, uh, Jamie Jasta. So him and his collaborations, like Kingdom of Sorrow with with Kirk Weinstein and and uh, and and Kirk mixing it up with Phil and Down. Man, I just I love all of his work. He just uh, riff master man, another riff one of the, the grinders up there, man. Yes, yes, big time, big time, and super cool guy. I've had the pleasure of meeting him over in, at the uh, where was it? It was Houston, Houston Live Underground Live or backstage live i think it is but okay. super cat man and, and and that was probably the last time i saw down and phil sounded fucking amazing and you know I, I was seeing some of the videos of of the the shows that, that have been going down and and you know phil's at the top of his game man i love it i love seeing uh uh zach up there and the guy just bringing the heat man son oh. of a bitch it, it blew me away when i first saw that mexico city video and how the how the whole package came out like it was fucking pantero all over again the fire the freaking the marshall stacks i mean the stacks in the back um i love the four bass drums with Vinny and 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 uh and um dimebag's uh faces on the front too and the whole package they really got it going so strong man and you know your brother uh bass player for uh for the illegals had to jump in and, and kind of fill in for, for Rex there for a little while. Cause he got sick and yes, uh, God Let's, forbid. Go ahead. No, no. Yes. Much love for my brother, Derek right there, man. He, he got the call and he got to go help out on the big stage. Yeah, Derek, you, Yes, sir. You know, and uh, you know, I talk to Derek all the time. Still, we keep in touch very often and uh, so proud of him and happy for him to get to go out and do that, man. Great, great uh, honor to be up there with those guys. You know, it was a really last minute. He just got the call and he was on an airplane headed to South America. So it was a really, really, you know, yeah. really happy for the guy. Right. And, you know, now that you give me a little background about you filling in the rehearsals for, you know, six days, one of the questions I was going to have uh, for you today was, hey, if Zach got sick, are you ready to fill in? Because I know Phil's going to be thinking of you firsthand. And now I know that with you already being out there for the rehearsal, God forbid anything were to happen to Zach. We all love Zach and we want to make sure he stays healthy. But golly, now I know that if... Anything were to happen, it sounds like uh, you may be getting a phone call. So, yeah. God forbid that doesn't conflict with the Soulfly schedule. You know what I mean, or or anything you else got going on, uh, because that would be another dream job right there, dream uh, dream come true right there. It would be, it would be uh, a it, a dream come true, and then some to be on right. the stage. <laughs> to be on the stage, you know. I, I mean, if something were. To, to happen, you know, like you said, I hope they keep going full throttle because they sound absolutely so good. If they need me, yeah. if they need me, 
they know where to, they they know how to get a hold of me. I'll just go right there. If they need to get, you know, if they need to hit me up, they know the, they yeah. know they know where to get a hold of me, and they know I'll be there, and I'm gonna be there bringing love and fucking grinds, yes. man. So it's gonna, you know, as long as it, you know. I, I, I don't want it to inflict with anything. I want to be able to focus on Soulfly and go do a thousand yes. shows yeah. with these guys. You know, if, if, if something, you know, were to end up happening and, and I'm, I'm, and I'm over at work. Cause I, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing here in town and I get the phone call and they need me. I'll be out there to help the guys, you know, but till then, yeah. like I said, much love to the crew and I hope they keep going strong, man absolutely pantera love all the way well let me get to another question real quick before we wrap things up do you like wrestling wrestling i absolutely love wrestling wrestling and <laughs> in my life intertwined man my dad me my brother we're all big fanatics big time long time yeah. wrestling fans i was actually hoping to go to the royal rumble in a few weeks in oh, san antonio yeah but uh now i'm doing the soul fly gig so i'm gonna, not gonna be able to make it but i was hoping to go and see some live wrestling man definitely a big fan yes man i'm a big fan of the uh the uh, uh the wwe attitude era that's because oh, yeah. that, to me when i started watching that it just seemed like a like a metal concert going down man you hear stone cold coming out the glass breaking the jams going down and it just seems like they they did a great job of pairing up heavy metal with these badass personalities and one of my favorite personality is the american badass the undertaker man who's your favorite wrestler man that's a close uh, the undertaker was always was always one of my top faves, but my all-time favorite wrestler. I've I've, I've I've got asked this a few times. I'm always gonna stick to Shawn Michaels. Oh shit, the yes. heartbreak kid. Yes, yeah. San Antonio <laughs> Zone, HBK. That's Shawn right. Michaels, no shit. Stone Cold, Undertaker, all the Texas guys, man. You know, a lot of love for those guys. You know, there's so many dudes, but Shawn Michaels, man, just. He just he just was always one of the cool ones, man. I, I, I always dug him, man. Stone Cold. That's awesome, man. Hell yeah. Well, one question I was going to have was, was, if it was a triple threat match, who would you think, or, you know, it's always different when, when we're talking about wrestling entertainment, but who do you favor out of The Rock, Stone Cold, and The Undertaker? Who, do you, who are you going to be rooting for in a triple threat match to take it home? Damn the it. Championship all, out of those three going three at guys. it. All three guys are good. Let's go with uh, <laughs> man. I'm gonna have to go with probably Stone Cold Steve Austin. Man, I'm gonna be rooting for 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 Stone Cold. Man, he he's just he's just too cool not to man. You know, he's, he he's an yeah. old school old school cat. Yes, man, he sure is, bro. Golly, Mike, I'd I like to, you know, I, we're coming to the end of our interview here, man. And I just, I, I really kind of wanted to change it up and, and, and kind of get away from music and kind of talk about some other things and stuff like that. Or do you have anything that, that you're a collector of? Uh, vinyl, souvenirs, um, heavy oh. metal collector? I mean, now that you've been around, I bet you've been able to come across with so many, you know, all kinds of souvenirs, laminates, posters, man, hell, I, I drum am, heads, can only I, imagine. From, from from all the years of traveling, I have collected an insane amount of t-shirts. I have probably yeah. 
I mean, I'm I'm thirteen, fourteen hundred t-shirts. I am a huge <laughs> collector of of merch. I just I keep adding and adding to the pile, and it's just and honestly, I like to wear as many of them as I can. I, I don't I don't just collect them and just leave them there. I like to wear my shirts, man, and I have yeah. A lot of shirts from all over the world, from bootleg shirts to vintage shirts to to just shirts that shouldn't have been printed because there's a mistake, you know, just all sorts of <laughs> odds and ends, man. But I have a lot of merch. I have a lot of uh, oh, all sorts of odds and ends. But one thing I love to collect is T-shirts, and I have a really good collection. If 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 I were to display them it'd be it's some really rare ones some really old ones man so that's a good question you know i i don't ever really get to talk about that but yes i have a huge collection of t-shirts as well as guitars i probably got about 17 or 18 guitars as of now so i got a really a pretty good collection of guitars. you know i'm starting to from basses to bass guitars to to acoustics to fenders to everything in between deans jackson's ibanez's so BC riches, you know, so it's a little bit of a, a little bit of everything uh, in in the guitar world, but definitely, you know, t-shirts and guitars, man. Love to, I love to have both. <laughs> that is so awesome, man. Hell yeah! You know, I'm a collector, and I do vinyls and I do cassettes, and um, I just set up a little vending booth just last weekend over at uh, at the House of Rock for what we call the the Rock and Roll Flea Market, and uh, man, it was hard to part with some of my stuff. But Christmas was so freaking. I was so generous this Christmas that I had to, uh, you know, make up some money to make up some bills. So uh, yeah, I had to part with some of my goodies, but you know, whatever I didn't sell, I was happy to bring it back home because I still got all my shit. So that was cool. And I, you know, I, I love collecting stuff. And and my wife was like, Jesus, are you did you just accumulate that over the last two, three years? And I said, Hell no, it's over like 30 plus years. <laughs> and uh, you know, like t-shirts, I probably got about maybe four or five hundred myself. And so yeah, I was washing those and taking them out there to go sell and stuff. And um I, I just love collecting, man. And I you it sounds like you probably got a whole room just for your shirts, man. Fourteen hundred. Holy shit, man. Your I wife's got- probably going crazy with all that around. She sure does. She, you know, she, <laughs> she, you know, she, she tells me, I, you know, we need some more space because uh, <laughs> it's it, it it's getting out of hand. But you know, it's just something that I really cherish. You know, I I really I, it, it's something that I really you know take really good care of are my shirts and you know so yeah. it's just something that uh that I hold you know real close to me for sure is my merch man. I have so much so much t-shirts man well you know you know with atlas and and iomi being big metal metalheads as well yeah i'm sure they're just waiting to uh get your get they're probably how old are they uh your stuff already yes iomi is five and atlas (laughs) is eight and they're both gonna be you know i say it all the time to all my buddies they're gonna be jammers man because they're just so much into music already at the age and i was the same way at their age you know just already involved with music at you know so so young and now i'm really you know supplying drums supplying amps there's microphones so they're definitely (laughs) you know making some noise with me man so you know it's 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 a really it's a really good thing you know to to, for for all of us It, it it keeps me you know, super happy to be able to see my five-year-old and eight-year-old there in the jam room with me, 
trying to trying to make some noise and and sing and and all yeah. that good stuff, man. So it's it's really really cool. I you know I I dig it. Man, Mike, you're really living the dream, man. And I'm so proud of you. And I, and I just really, I'm excited for for the bright future you have. And you deserve nothing but the best because you're just a solid, just a genuine, great human being, man. And that's why so many of these guys that uh, I look up to that I haven't had the pleasure to meet already want you around, man. Phil, um, the list goes on, man. You know, Billy, uh, now Max. You know, once they get, once, once you have a chance to... Uh, uh, to share a little bit of yourself with these guys, you know, I, I could tell they, they, they feel very comfortable. They love you. They, they feel like you, that brotherhood's there right there. You know, it's that metal brotherhood. You know, it's like, you like this, you like that. Hey, we're, we're already, we're connected already at the hip because we just love this fucking thing that, that has just grown into everything that, uh, that we love and, and cherish about music. And, you know, it's never going to change for guys like me and you. The only thing that's going to make us stop is whenever we end up having to go see the Lord Almighty. But until that day comes, we're going to keep doing the best we can. And I just want to congratulate you one more time on, on, on getting the gig there with Max Cavaletta. Thank and you. I hope to see you February 3rd on your birthday over there in San Antonio. Wow. And uh, I'll let you know. So that way, if you know I'm there, we can maybe hook up and say what the fuck and, see, and, you know, and, and, Let's uh, do and it. chill for a little while. Have a drink. Do a shot. You know what I mean? Thumb down. Let's do it, man. Well, I tell you what, I wish you the the best. Get get the best of everything out there in the SoFly world. It looks like my my camera's doing a little acting up, but we're wrapping things up, Mike. Um, I want everybody to uh, keep up with you. How can the, our listeners today keep up with you on social media? Well, I'm pretty social. I like to keep up with all my friends and fans and family out there. If you can find me on Facebook at Mike DeLeon, hit me up. I'm usually pretty good about hitting you right back up pretty quickly. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at, at MetalMike512. And I'm pretty sociable there. I like to keep everybody updated on what I'm up to and what I'm doing and what I am looking forward to doing. So you can find me there. I'm not on anything else. So everything else is not going to be me. Facebook and Instagram is where you can find me. And obviously, soulfly.com, you can find all the dates where Soulfly will be coming. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the show. It's my first interview, my first podcast since, um, you know, the big Soulfly announcement. So just want to say thank you and thank you to all my fans out there, all my, you know, supporters, my friends, my family, my wife, my kids, everybody who has had my backs, you know, um, I've got y'all's back a thousand percent and I will always yeah. continue to have y'all's back a thousand percent and you guys know it. And, you know, you see me at the show, come up and say, hi, bring a joint. Let's hang out. You know, um, I'm going to be out there representing as hard as I can on that stage with the all fucking mighty soul fly. I'm absolutely excited yeah. about, about the whole nine weeks we are going to be hitting 57 cities so check the dates come out to the show lots to look forward to and uh again thank thank you everybody for for everything i appreciate you mike thank you so much uh you're the pride of texas and definitely the pride of san marcus man um uh let's keep in touch and i wish you the best of luck on the road and 
Uh, last but not least, I want to dedicate today's show to my best friend, Baldi Ramirez, uh, who can't be here today, but he is such a big Soulfly fan, and this would definitely be one of the biggest treats to, to know that uh, I had a chance to interview you, Mike, and you joining Soulfly. So, Baldi, I love you, man. Rest in peace. I love you until I see you again. And, Mike, best of wishes to you. Keep kicking ass. Keep grinding. And to my listeners, we'll see you again at the next show. Cheers, you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Mike. That concludes my interview with Mike DeLeon. Go check out Mike with Philip H. and Selma and the Illegals, Flesh Hoarder, and Disfigured on Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite music platform. You can see this interview along with others on my Tony Gomez Show YouTube channel. So click the subscribe button to catch my next interviews with Eric Calvert of Switchblade Jesus, Throat Locust, and also owner and creator of Frost Giant Electronics. And also coming up, I've got Blaine Cook, singer for Splatter Rock Originators, The Accused. Be sure to go see Soulfly with Mike on the Totem Tour, destroying the United States right now. And thanks for listening today. If you got any questions or comments, please send them to The Tony Gomez Show on Facebook, or you can email me at Show at gmail.com. Remember, you're the master of your own destiny and creator of your own future. Keep grinding. Have a kick-ass day, and I'll see you at the show. Here's a bonus track for you. Here's a song from our band Killamora off of our Groundbreaker CD. And this is the title track. This one is Groundbreaker.
You're killing the show!